With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, forget about last summer. It's all about this summer. We've all been inside long enough, so grab some beach towels, stock the cooler, and make your escape. It's time to celebrate the best season of the year like never before. With so many great stories and programs, Audible is the perfect summer partner. And now is the absolute best time to do it because Prime members can save... 53% off your first four months. With Audible, you can listen to more of whatever you're into because Audible has it all. An unbeatable selection of audiobooks, tons of binge-worthy podcasts, and exclusive originals, all available to download or stream. Here's what you get. As an Audible member, you can choose one title a month, like the latest bestseller or hottest new release. Yours to keep forever. But here's the best part. You also get full access to Audible's streaming library, the Plus Catalog. Discover your next podcast obsession, check that audiobook off your bucket list, or get lost in a world of original content from celebrity creators, best-selling authors, and leading experts. The kind of stuff you can't hear anywhere else. Stream all you want, as much as you want. Audible is a perfect companion for summer because no matter where you're going or what you're doing, you'll always have just the right thing to listen to at your fingertips. Perfect for road trips, lazy beach days, long bike rides, or just barbecuing in the backyard. Right now, for a limited time, Amazon Prime members can save 53% on four months of Audible. That's only $6.95 a month. If you're not an Amazon Prime member, what are you waiting for? Go to Amazon and sign up so you can get this deal and so much more. Get more out of summer with Audible. To take advantage of this incredible limited time offer, go to audible.com slash wade. That's audible.com slash wade. Wade. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
If it's Sunday, it's Wrestling Night in America here on PWTorchDailyCast.com. Good Sunday evening for June 20th, 2021. I am Pro Wrestling Torch columnist Greg Parks coming at you with the Pro Wrestling Torch uh, Daily Cast called Wrestling Night in America. As we do here each and every Sunday, I make my return after having a week off last week. The PWT Talks NXT guys uh, took over and broke down the In Your House pay-per-view with you, so I thank them for taking the reins last week, and I'm back here this week talking Hell in a Cell, WWE's latest pay-per-view offering through the Peacock Network. For those of us uh, here in the United States, WWE Network, from the, for those of you abroad, uh, and uh, you know we are here each and every Sunday night, most weeks at 8 p.m. Eastern talking the big shows in pro wrestling so if you're tuning in for the first time or are an infrequent listener uh that's our time you can listen live and you can call us each and every week you can email us each and every week as some people do and uh we love to interact with the fans here usually i have a co-host from the torch family to help me through it so uh, i do appreciate your patronage of the show so hell in a cell tonight uh from an in-ring standpoint a pretty good show uh, there were some booking decisions that I know we'll want to talk about here tonight and that, that we will um, uh, break down over the next few days, uh, probably. You can find me on Twitter, at Greg M. Parks, where I will probably be breaking down those booking decisions and the aftermath of them as we get the, the next few episodes of TV in the can before the next pay-per-view, Money in the Bank. And I know uh, a lot of people are going to want to call in here tonight, email us in, and give their favorite memories of the Thunderdome. R.I.P. the Thunderdome. This is the last pay-per-view event that will take place uh, from that uh, arena. So back on the road starting next month with Money in the Bank. So uh, a good era to leave behind here tonight, I think. So uh, if you do want to call us, the number to call is uh, 515-605-9345. You're going to want to press 1 if you want to talk. If you don't want to talk, you can still call that number and listen in and uh, just hang out. You can also email us, WNIALivecast at gmail.com. If the night gets a little too late and you can't stay up with us, uh, send an email in. And, and my promise is we'll get to uh, each email that we get here on the show. I've got two emails uh, from last week, actually. So we'll talk a little bit about Andrade, and we'll talk a little bit about last week's takeover, as well as any emails we get on Hell in a Cell tonight. The pay-per-view started with the pre-show match of Natalia defeating Mandy Rose. Uh, Natalia, of course, one half of the women's tag team champions. Usually that's a spot where they will lose in order to build up a challenger, such as Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke. However, Natalia gets the victory. Then the pay-per-view started with our first Hell in a Cell match of two on the evening. This was the SmackDown Women's Championship match that saw Bianca Belair successfully defend her championship against Bayley. Uh, a, a really good match. I thought Belair did a nice job. I think there were going to be some eyes on Belair to see how she would produce. And, uh, you know, I, I think she's still new enough. Uh, anytime you have someone like Belair who relatively early in her wrestling career and her main roster career is put in such a prominent position, eyes are going to be especially focused on her performance very early on. And so, you know, the pay-per-view matches are going to be analyzed very closely of hers, not just by us, but I'm sure by those within the company. Um, and, and she came out smelling like roses tonight, had a very good match with Bailey. You know, if there were to be a few complaints it would be maybe the pacing of the match with the frequent use of weapons and the need to set up spots, which is, 
you know, always a problem in these plunder matches. But also, to me, it's it's more of relying on gimmicks that are too cute. Uh, a lot of use of the hair with Bianca, which I get. You know, if you're an agent putting together the match, that is a standout trait of Bianca Belair that you don't get to use with everybody else. So why not use it? But the more you use it, of course, the less special it becomes. And when you're using that on top of all the weapons and on top of all that stuff, it sort of gets lost in the shuffle. So uh, it got a little too gimmicky with that sort of thing at times, but it was overall a solid match. Uh, my presumption is that Bianca Belair is, is gearing up for Sasha Banks next. They've wisely kept Banks off TV since her WrestleMania loss, uh, which... You know, if they walked into that feud again on Friday, uh, it would be so fresh. You know, just keeping Banks off TV, which they should do with people more often to rotate folks in and out. Uh, you know, imagine if Banks was on TV this entire time, from WrestleMania to now. I, I don't think Banks versus Belair would feel as fresh and would be as anticipated as now that she's been off TV. So I don't know if they get together at Money in the Bank. Remember, we've got a, a women's Money in the Bank ladder match that will take up most of the key players on the women's side, so they could probably get away with not having a women's title match there. Um, so it could be first match back, Banks-Belair at SummerSlam, which is a major matchup uh, fitting of the summer WrestleMania. Uh, or it also could be, you know, perhaps a rubber match. Perhaps Banks wins uh, at Money in the Bank, and then they have the, the you know, rubber match at, at SummerSlam. So a couple options there for Belair and Banks. Match number two was Seth Rollins defeating Cesaro. Uh, bit of a surprise win there by, by Rollins. Um, you know, this, these two cannot have a bad match together. You know, say what you will about the buildup and about maybe the disappointment of where Cesaro is slotted now after losing to Roman Reigns. I believe it was the last pay-per-view. And I know there's a lot of discussion coming out of that about, okay, what happens to Cesaro now? Does he go back to the mid-card? Does he stay? Is he a made man now? You know, um, this is sort of that in-between. Seth Rollins is, is a major player in WWE, and Cesaro's getting on pay-per-view, uh, which is a good sign. So... Uh, he loses here. Seth Rollins continues his ascent. You know, you feel like there's a ceiling with Seth Rollins at this point because of the presence of Roman Reigns as a heel on top. So uh, you wonder where this push of Seth Rollins could be headed. Is there uh, a secondary babyface that, that he could have a, a future long-term feud with? Uh, I have to imagine this feud with Cesaro has to be on its last legs at this point. Feels like it's been going on for a while now. Uh, match number three was Alexa Bliss defeating Shayna Baszler. This was much more of a match than I think a lot of people expected, given the shenanigans that have taken place between Alexa Bliss and Shayna Baszler on TV of late. Uh, Bliss getting the victory after, I guess you could say, hypnotizing uh, Shayna Baszler and you know, taking over the body of Nia Jax and... and making her mimic what Alexa Bliss was doing. So this whole deal seems to be the fiend in some way inhabiting the body of Alexa Bliss. Uh, how you tell the end of that story or where that story could possibly go in the context of a professional wrestling or sports entertainment show, I'm not quite sure. 
Um, but that seems to be where it is. Uh, so, you know, I, I I don't know what the end game is here. Bliss is, is piling up enough victories that you could say, you know, hey, she could be in line for a Raw Women's title shot sooner rather than later. I, I don't know if that's the direction they're going or not. They probably want to keep her away from that sort of stuff. Um, I, I do wonder if WWE is going to try to continue to rely on this mystical aspect of Alexa's character once fans come back because they didn't really seem to have much time for it at WrestleMania. And, and I can imagine the crowd getting very restless with this sort of thing. So it'll be interesting to see how they approach that unless they get it all out of their system before then. Match number four with Sami Zayn over Kevin Owens. You know, much like Rollins and Cesaro, I don't think Zayn and Owens can really have a bad match with each other. Uh, there is the feeling, though, that you see it enough and often enough that it doesn't feel special. I thought they did enough with Kevin Owens selling the uh, Commander Aziz attack on from from SmackDown, and with him selling a couple other injuries that he suffered in this match, that it was different than a lot of the other Owens Zayn matches with Zayn uh, on the offense here more often than not, and Zayn picking up the victory, which is uh, a big step for him. He has not compiled many victories as of late, uh, so he gets the victory here over Kevin Owens. Good match, um, and and Zayn gets the win. Match number five was Charlotte Flair defeating Rhea Ripley by disqualification. Rhea Ripley went to, uh, I don't know if this was intentional or not, but she went to rip the cover off the announce table and it hit Charlotte, which was uh, a disqualification. So uh, Rhea gets to retain the title. It seemed to me that it was uh, purposeful based on her reaction after the match. I will say that it seems like Rhea and Charlotte have better chemistry than Rhea and Asuka at this time. So this was a really good match. Uh, again, the finish, you know, that, that that was the theme of the night, and it tends to be the theme of WWE pay-per-views. They have such a talented roster, but the finishes and the booking is what ultimately brings down the quality of the show overall, and I think that was the case here as well. And then in the main event, Lashley defeated Drew McIntyre in Hell in a Cell to retain the WWE Championship. There was a ref bump. Drew McIntyre did get a visual pinfall on Bobby Lashley. They also had MVP interfering inside the cage. So, and, and I tweeted this out after the show, you know, I, I don't know if this is WWE protecting Drew McIntyre, because even though the stipulation of this match said that he cannot challenge for the WWE title again as so long as Lashley is champion, I don't know if this is protecting Drew um, with the booking, or if it's just WWE not wanting heels to get clean victories. You know, heels rarely get clean wins in WWE these days. And so I don't know, maybe it's a little of both, but there was some supposition that, you know, this could be a swan song for Drew McIntyre's main event run, that, that he, uh, rightly or wrongly, is the face of pandemic wrestling. And, you know, when, when WWE goes back on the road, they want to cleanse that taste out of the mouths of fans. And, and so they may not want to feature Drew as much as they have been. Um, you know, not to mention, as champion, he gets credit or blame, rightly or wrongly, for the ratings. Uh, and they haven't been pretty for Raw. So, I don't know, and that may be an antiquated way to look at things, but there was some thought that, you know, with a loss here, Drew could sort of 
trickle on down the card, but with the way he was protected, if that was WWE's intention, uh, it, it seems like that um, he lost in the best way possible here, where he still came out looking like he should have won. Uh, so that was Hell in a Cell tonight. We've got quite a few callers on hold, so I will remind people of the rules here on these post-pay-per-view uh, daily casts. Uh, try to limit your uh, comments or questions to three total so that we can get through everybody in a reasonable amount of time. And also don't forget that this is a PG show, so please watch the language. Be family-friendly. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Daily Cast listeners, thank you, first of all, for streaming the shows. Be sure you're subscribing. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to pro wrestling podcasts. But while you're at it, if you're not yet, please subscribe to the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows. Search Wade Keller and see two logos pop up, a blue one and a red one. The red logo, the post shows, cover Raw and SmackDown each week with a fast turnaround time of a couple hours after the show's end. And also, every Saturday, we present a flashback to our analysis from five years ago that week, covering Raw. Jason Powell from ProWrestling.net joins me, and we analyze what happened on Raw five years ago. So check out that time capsule every weekend. The Blue Logo Show features the Thursday flagship, plus our first-run interviews, our classic interviews, and our mailbag segments. So again, search Wade Keller and click subscribe to both the Red Logo and the Blue Logo. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Oh my gosh, I'm adopting a puppy right now. But I realize what's at home. Oh no, I have nothing. Well, except unconditional love. But yeah, no crate, no pee-pee pads, no dental chews for his little puppy teeth. Before I doubt myself as a new parent, I just get Instacart to deliver everything from PetSmart. Easy, just like raising a puppy is going to be, right? Get pet essentials from PetSmart with Instacart. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Uh, okay, so let's get to the phones, and our first caller this evening is Reverend Keith from Baltimore, Maryland. Reverend Keith, uh, welcome to Wrestling Night in America tonight. 
Hello, Reverend Keith. Are you there? Yes, can you hear me? Oh, I just put him on mute. <laughs> Let me put you back on, Reverend Keith. I got you now. Yes. Can you hear me? I can hear you, Reverend okay. Keith. How you doing, Greg? <laughs> I'm doing well, thank you. Yeah, thank you so much for take I was saying thank you so much for taking my Yes, thank you so much for taking my call and not leaving me hanging in the queue. I appreciate that. <laughs> it's always good talking to you. Yes, sir, I, I agree. Uh what yes. do you think of Helena Cell tonight? I would say it's a B pay per view. Um, some of the matches were very predictable, and I know you have a lot of callers behind me, so I'm going to get right to the point. I just want to focus on the two um, final matches, the main event matches. Um, I want to say this about the uh, Rhea Ripley-Charlotte encounter. I thought it was an interesting dynamic, to say the least, Greg, that at the conclusion of the disqualification, when Charlotte and Rhea were going back and forth, Rhea, as she was backing up the ramp, said, I did exactly, Charlotte, what you would have done. Mm -hmm. And I was saying that to myself because if you notice throughout the course of the match with the psychology of the match, the way it was laid out, Rhea was wrestling and showing more heelish tendencies. And I know that on the um, Raw Post shows, this has been the topic for weeks now. And I think what this did by virtue of Rhea getting herself disqualified i think it cemented a potential heel turn what are your thoughts on that finish it, it was tough because it, when i was watching the match i would thought it was okay Rhea's baby face and, and charlotte is heel but you're right the way that Rhea acted post-match from you know violently grabbing the title as she at ringside as she was walking out and and saying you know it, it could be read in one of two ways you know she you could read it the same way you did reverend keith that it's a potential heel turn or you could say it's a baby face being smart and turning the tables on the heel that she did exactly what charlotte would do as she said right so outsmarting the heel is what a good baby face should do. Now, usually that doesn't result in a disqualification for the baby face as a way to retain the title. Um, usually you want to outsmart them in a way that, that beats them um, and puts you over as heroic, which certainly was not the case here. But I think it just speaks to the overall problem we've seen, which is the poor job that I think WWE has done establishing Rhea Ripley's character. I think... I think we know who Charlotte is by now. I think, for the most part, we know who Asuka is. I think Rhea, of that three that we've been seeing um, together on TV over the last several weeks and months, uh, Rhea's the one who is the newest, so she's the one that needs to have the, the most clear character, and I think her character is the, the least clear of the three. So... Uh, you know, I, I think, you know, this, what you brought up, Reverend Keith, speaks to the potential issue with Rhea is just we we don't have a really good handle on her character. True. And last but certainly not least, Greg, I want to say as it pertains to the main event WWE heavyweight title match, these two studs put on one well of a 25-minute match. And the psychology was excellent. Mm -hmm. I thought what was interesting to note that Drew, as well as Lashley, were willing to put out all the stops. Mm -hmm. Now, MVP finally got his come up. 
okay? However, it backfired in the end because, ironically, it was the same MVP who Drew masterfully took out, okay, at the behest of referee Chad Patton and um, also referee Eddie Oringo. However, it was the same MVP who had recovered enough in time to pull Drew's leg out from under him to allow Lastly to get the quick pin. Now, um, these two guys truly went to the depths of hell, pardon my pun, in this match, and it was a well-laid-out match. So I commend the producers um, and the agents who put this match together. Now, getting back to what you discussed moments ago, I think that WWE is trying to cleanse itself from that stench of the pandemic wrestling by eliminating Drew from the title picture right now. I think it's, it's, it's safe to say that Lashley can finally move on to bigger and better things, and I'm hoping that it's Brock Lesnar. Um, Drew, in my opinion, needs to become a heel. Because all of his crying over the past couple of weeks and all this, this Scottish, uh, 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 talk, you know, it, it would lead to a, a heel turn if, if done correctly. And I think he would either A, be better served as a heel or B, when the draft comes at the end of August, having him go to SmackDown and feud with Roman. Mm-hmm. But I, I, if he continues to remain on Raw, I would say keep Drew or, or make Drew, shall I say, turn him because he there there are some baby faces that they could call up or or he could feud with a couple of the guys on the roster now. Maybe Kofi, you know, if he doesn't move on to Lashley, that would be a nice feud, Kofi and Drew, or you know, maybe someone else from NXT could come up and feud with Drew. But I just don't see Drew sticking around on Raw as a baby face. What are your thoughts on that? It would be tough um, just because, you know, he – anything be, anything beyond the main event and, and being a champion uh, is going to feel like a little bit of a failure, right? Um, it's hard, right. It's right. hard when you've been the face of the brand for over a year to all of a sudden go, you know, facing – you know, feuding with AJ Styles or feuding with Elias. You know, I, it's hard to see Drew right. McIntyre doing that. You know, it, it, it's difficult to see. And so I think what I would, of the options that you sort of laid out, what I would prefer is a move to SmackDown. I don't think a heel turn yeah. is necessarily the right answer. Um, I would like to see because, you know, honestly, and, and now that we have the dates, you know, at late August, early September for the WWE draft, tentatively, of course, um, we can yeah. sort of use that as our, as our checkpoint. Um, we've talked over the last several months about a potential draft because it is at that post-WrestleMania time frame is when WWE has historically held the draft. And so we've always kind of looked at things with that in the back of our mind. Like when we have these post-pay-per-view shows and we talk about who can be the next challenger, we always have to throw in the caveat, well, it could be somebody from the other brand if they do a draft. And so now that we know it's end of summer after SummerSlam um, and, and a way to refresh the brands going out and touring full-time again, uh, we can talk with a little more clarity on things. And, you know, I think it does bring up the question, though, of what do you do 
with Drew McIntyre between now and then as a babyface. If you still want to move him to SmackDown to feud with Roman Reigns, they've got a history. If you want to move him to SmackDown to feud with Roman Reigns as the top babyface, how do you keep him there in that top babyface spot now that he can't challenge Bobby Lashley, now that there's going to be new babyface challengers over the next few months, um, you know, do you find a semi-main event feud for him uh, to, to keep him warm for that spot? Do you turn him heel? Do you do the Sasha Banks and take him off TV for a little while? You know, he's, he's had a lot of pressure over the last um, uh, year and a half or, or thereabouts, and you know, he's been a good soldier on TV each and every week that he can be. And, um, you know, if anyone deserves a little bit of a break, it's him. So I'd give him the next month or two off, draft him to SmackDown, start fresh there. <laughs> that makes sense because as I was saying, there are two options. Either you turn him heel and keep him on Raw or B, draft him to SmackDown and keep him as a baby face. So either option works for me. Yeah. Um, I know a lot of people have gone the route that you went saying that he may be a future challenger for Roman, which is possible. But again, what do you do with him over the next two months? So, you know, that is quite possible. They could give him some uh, much-needed time off. Also, I want to put an early bid in before I go that I believe that they're reheating Seth Rollins to perhaps be the men's Money in the Bank winner. That's food for thought. Once again, Greg, it's a joy to talk to you. Thanks for taking my call, and you have a good week, and take care. Thank you, Reverend Keith. Always a pleasure. Uh, great call to kick things off here on the post Hell in a Cell. Not quite Hell in a Shell. Um, maybe that would be a, a Bash at the Beach match, Hell in a Shell. Um, no, but to Hell in a Cell here, uh, I want to get one more plug out for our uh, email, wnialivecast at gmail.com. And, uh, of course, you can also call us up, 515-605-9345. If you've just tuned in since I did the rundown and we had our first caller, I am pro wrestling torch columnist Greg Parks, uh, leading you through the post-Hell in a Shell. Oh, my God, I almost did it again. Uh, the Hell in a Cell. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be watching myself every time now. Uh, post-show here on Wrestling Night in America. So uh, thanks for, for joining us and for listening live. Uh, if you're listening on delay to the PW Torch site because you're a VIP member and you're, you're getting this without ads, thank you. Uh, if you're listening to it on the free site and you're getting it with ads, thank you. Consider becoming a VIP member so you can uh, listen straight through without having to, to listen to the ads, pwtorch.com slash go VIP. Our next call up is 615. Sean from Murfreesboro, Tennessee is with us. Uh, Sean is usually our first caller, but Reverend Keith snuck in ahead of him tonight. So, Sean, good to hear from you. Greg, it's always good to talk to you, man. How are you? I- I'm doing well, Sean. How are you? Oh, I'm doing wonderful. Um, it was it was a good show. I, I agree. I kind of disagree a little bit with what Reverend, Reverend Keith was talking about, and I always good to talk to him, listen to him. Um, but with the Drew... The Drew Bobby match was really good. I agree with you, Greg. I think Drew should take time off, go to SmackDown, because he doesn't need to turn heel. I don't want guys to keep turn over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So I definitely don't want that. But I, with the Drew, I, I didn't like the psychology of Drew accidentally hit the referee and knocked the referee out. But the referee wasn't out. He was on the outside the ring. He was, but he was he was 
not like he was completely like acting like he, some referees act like they're just completely knocked out for like ten minutes. He didn't actually do that. The referee was kind of moving around. What Drew should do, in my opinion, is when he's got Lashley down, try to get the referee back into the ring. Why would you want the other referee to come into the ring when you know MVP can interfere? Yeah. Like that to me doesn't make sense. That's not a smart move on a babyface perspective. If you're not wanting anyone in the cell to dominate Lashley, but to have him get in the door to have a chance of MVP interfering. Like, do you, does that make, am I way off base on that? I didn't understand that at all. I thought that made Drew not look dumb, but just, I don't think it was a smart decision on his part. What, yeah. what do you think about that? Is that way off base? No, I, and, you know, they could always couch this in, you know, the, the fact that <clears throat> heat of the moment, of course, we all make poor decisions in the heat of the moment. Um, the stress that McIntyre had of, of facing potentially uh, not being able to challenge for the championship again, all of this running through his head um, could have distracted him in that moment. WWE certainly didn't tell that story, but uh, you know they may be leaving it us to, up to us to connect the dots and things like that. But look, I mean, the bottom line here is... WWE desperately needed a way to get MVP into the cage because Lord knows we can't go through a sell pay-per-view without having someone breach the structure, whether it's coming inside from the outside or whether it's going outside from inside. And, and thankfully, we at least had one match without that happening uh, tonight. And if you want to go back to Friday on SmackDown, uh, Rey Mysterio and, and Roman Reigns, a match that was initially scheduled for this pay-per-view, um, same thing there. You know, we were able to, to get through the pay-per-view and, or get through the match without that happening, but we couldn't get through an entire pay-per-view without it happening. So we had to get MVP inside the cage, and, you know, logic be damned when it comes to finding a way to get to where WWE wants to go in the booking. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? 
At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, and that's that's my whole thing. I just, you know, they had, we're having such a good matchup until that point, and they had to have the referee bump, and they had to have all that. And it's like, I just wish they would stop going to that all the time. It's just so overplayed, and it's so overdone. And I, I just, it makes through after, especially with what happened at WrestleMania. You know, he got so easily distracted. And it's like, why are you doing that to baby faces? Like, I just don't, don't put them in that position to have you think about that you know like yeah. just make them have and so my next point was going back to Rhea and Charlotte I mean Greg like Rhea's been healish for a while now I mean you know Monday Raw she's telling Sarah to go basically go beat it go scram like that that's not a if you're a baby face you don't you aren't rude like wait to the reporter you're, you're just not you don't do those things and they're trying to you know quote unquote give her an edge but, like, the, neither one of them, I mean, Charlotte's not supposed to be likable, but Rhea's not likable right now. I don't like her. I don't like the way they're portraying her. And then in the match, just to say that, oh, I would have done it because you didn't do it. No, to hit her over the head is just, that's not a baby face move. You just don't do those things. And so it just makes both of them look so bad. And I don't know, you know, I don't, at this point, I feel like I don't want to see them wrestle anymore. But do you think they're just going to go to them at Money in the Bank again? Because it's just, you know, they're because I just don't I don't like either one of them, and and that's the thing about the women's division. I don't like any I don't like any of them right now. Bianca is not as likable as she could be. She's better lately, but I still don't I don't can't relate to her right now. So what what do you think about all that? It's a problem. I think it's more of a problem on the Raw side than it is on the SmackDown side. I don't have a problem getting behind Bianca Belair as a character or anything like that. Um, but I think, you know, when you've got Asuka and you've got Ripley and you've got Charlotte and, and you're trying to tell that story um, and you have someone as, as a character, and, and I think, Sean, you, you laid out very well all the issues with presenting Rhea Ripley as a babyface, if in fact that's what they're doing. I mean, who knows at this point. But Charlotte's very clearly a heel. So... You know, maybe they just want to do a tweener with her and have Asuka as the babyface, and then, you know, so that's Asuka as the babyface, Charlotte the heel, Rhea the, the tweener. I don't know, but <clears throat> you're right. I mean, I think you, you pointed out some of the flaws with having Ripley as a babyface, and it, it goes again to what I said earlier about, and we've talked about this, I feel like, every pay-per-view since WrestleMania, is Ripley's character is just not well-defined, and that's what happens when WWE or really any company 
tries to rely on someone as not quite a baby face, not quite a heel. They're sort of in between. They can be either one. You know, they want to point to, oh, we're telling complex stories and it's shades of gray and no longer black and white. Well, I feel like that's kind of used as an excuse as to not develop a character enough because, you know, having someone as a, a, a Shades of Grey character doesn't mean they're babyface one week and heal the next, or they act like that depending upon the opportunity that presents itself. Um, that, that's not really what that means, and yet that seems to be what we're getting from Rhea Ripley, this very uh, amorphous character that doesn't really seem to have any traits that you can identify with other than you know she's edgy i guess and or or whatever and i can only tell that based on how she dresses and the makeup that she wears so it's it's tough yeah yeah actually it's well said uh one quick thing was with, with seth you know cesaro beating seth twice and seth getting a win here a roll up win here just you know again doesn't really make sense i don't know where they're going with seth i don't like where he's at right now he needs a refreshing i feel like and with you know, Kale and Sammy just back and forth booking, don't understand it. But then the last question I was going to ask you was going back to Alexa and Shayna. <laughs> like, again, going back to Alexa, is she a baby face? Like, I don't, still don't know. Like, I don't know what, you know, obviously you kind of said it earlier, you don't know where they're going with it, and it's kind of a really dumb storyline. But Alexa, I'll give Alexa credit again. I, I think she's doing the best she can with what she's been given, but the stuff she's been given has just been really, really bad. So do you think she is a baby face, and where do you think it might be going with her? And then that's all I had, Greg. I appreciate you taking my call as always, my friend. Have a good night, sir. All right, Sean, thank you very much for calling in. I always love hearing from you on on pay-per-view evenings. You know, Alexa is a character that seems to transcend traditional baby face heel roles. At least that's kind of my read on it. It's, I mean, I, I we could spend an entire show kind of looking down the roster and breaking down heel or babyface and and arguing for or against. I would argue that based on her admonitions over the last several weeks of Reginald, that Shayna Baszler is a babyface, and Nia Jax is a heel, and Reginald is a heel, and Alexa Bliss is a heel. Um, but I don't, I'm not confident that that's where WWE sees them. And, you know, so this is the difficult thing. Like you want to be aligned. You want to have your fans aligned. If you're WWE with what you're telling them. So if you're presenting someone as a baby face, you want them to see them as a baby face because then they are connected. They're invested in that story you're telling. If you're not aligned. If there's a, the misalignment there with what the fans view a character versus what WWE is presenting, then it's harder to invest in that story because if you're WWE, you're, you're telling the story in one way, but the, the fans are seeing it through a different lens. And so it's, it's very hard. You're, you're missing that connection uh, with the audience. And so, you know, I'll, Alexa... And again, this goes back to what role the Fiend is playing. If he's truly inhabiting Alexa Bliss, um, and I can't believe I'm saying this on, on a wrestling podcast, but if he's inhabiting the body of Alexa Bliss, I would say Alexa is the babyface, but Alexa Bliss, as controlled by the Fiend, is a heel. 
that's kind of my take on it. I'm, I'm fully prepared to be wrong on that. Um, but it's, it's a road that I don't want to go too far down because I just feel like there's nothing but frustration at the end of it, you know? So, um, we're going to move on instead to Durrell 478 area code. Durrell from Georgia is on the line. Durrell, good to hear from you again this week. Uh, what did you think of Hell in a Cell? Bad show. Bad show? Bad, horrible show. Wow, okay. Yeah. You you Bad. agree with uh, PW Torch uh, contributor Frank Pettiani, who uh, has has um, left it all on the floor, as they say in sports terminology, when it comes to his feelings about the show on Twitter. Yep. I don't, and, and I've been listening to y'all talk. I don't know what y'all were speaking of. They only had, what, two good matches? And those were matches with okay finishes? Everything else was bad. Sammy and Jane, Kevin Owens, that was bad because Sammy ain't won a match in you know in a month. And you come out of hell in the cell, who are your baby faces challenging your heel champions? You got two heel champions on SmackDown. Who are your baby faces? You have no face champions coming out of Raw. On neither show, you have no faces, and you hoping to bring in people with part-time people, and fans already don't like part-time people anyway. So that's what that was my issue. Like when you come into this whole show, who's the baby face? They they horrible. I know people keep saying, "Well, change this person. Why would you switch Drew over to a heel when you don't have no baby faces? You have a whole bunch of roster of tweeners." Uh, uh, in gray, as it's as you were just saying, um, in the in the middle, in the gray area, or you got a bunch of heels. Yeah, it makes no sense. No stories. Um, my first question will be based off of this. You can get Alexa Bliss off my screen forever with that. Um, <laughs> mesmerizing people and and all of that stuff. That's that's not working. And she can't work the style. They got her working the style. Like the thing that she can't work, that that's not in her body makeup. Mm-hmm. So you add, you have to add all these tricks and foolishness. And like they said on Tropic Thunder, you don't never want to go full retard, and they keep going full retard with this thing type of stuff. So that would be my first question. What do you think about that? Well, I don't have as strong of feelings as you do uh, on that. Um, I, I get, you know, when Bliss was. And I think maybe they're doing it purposely, having someone Bliss's size wrestle a stronger style, just to show, just to make sure that people understand that it is, you know, and again, I, I'm, I'm spitballing here that The Fiend still has control over Alexa Bliss, and he's taking her over much like Alexa was taking over Nia Jax tonight. Um, and and she was wrestling the Fiend style, and it's more effective when you have someone of a smaller stature whose style is not generally that way. It stands out more when they're doing that style. And yes, it's going to look awkward because that's not her style. So, um, you know, that's me trying to defend what was going on tonight, but I I totally get if it's not your thing. Um, I'm not going to try to talk you into it because it's certainly not my thing. So, um, it's... I I agree that, you know, for for Bliss versus Baszler, that was... There was some not good booking on this show tonight, um, but that was that was certainly one of them. I got you, I got you, I got you. 
And um, another one would be okay um, with the Charlotte and Real Ripley match. I don't, I don't understand why you build up the stuff for pay per views and you give um, craziest um, finishes at the end. And when you have no likable characters, I understand. I like what Charlotte has done with her character so far, but she still it got flaws in her game in with that character. If you had somebody like a Becky come back with how she credible she is in the ring, she eats that character alive. Mm-hmm. And then you have them continually doing crazy finish because you don't want to give nobody. That will make people not like the division because you don't want to give a legitimate win over Charlotte. Which she, can, she, after all the time that she has, can afford a loss because she can work herself back up because she is Charlotte Flair. And doing that, you just make everybody hateable. You make people hate Charlotte because they blame they go some people will blame her and say, Well, they don't want to get her a loss because they cater to her. And then Vince look at a character, look at how real Ripley dress and stuff like that and, and want to give her this tweener role because he's um stereotyping her in the ring and, and as a wrestling character. And that's another reason why they can't have baby faces and shouldn't nobody get called up with him running creative. Um, I just don't understand why would you do that uh, finish because you they they touch each other every week. It's not like they're not they're gonna go weeks without touching each other. You're gonna have them continue to fight over and over again for no reason. And for you to keep doing crazy finishes, which they don't have a crazy finish for the past month. So this is another one. How do you feel about them adding another crazy finish, especially when they had all those finishes with Nikki Cross for both um, characters? Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, the, the finishes were not the strong point here of the show. You know, this was carried by, and I'll disagree with you on this, Darrell. I thought this was carried by some really good in-ring work throughout the show, up and down the show, generally speaking. Um, and, and the finishes is what hurt it. And, and that's the story of WWE creative over the last, um, what is it? 2021 over the last five years, at least is good performances in the ring bogged down by poor finishes, WWE trying to get out of finishes and not have clean finishes as a crutch to keep stories going. And that finish in Charlotte versus Rhea felt like a crutch to keep that story going. Um, I, I don't know, how much more they can really get out of that story because they've done so much with Oscar, Charlotte, and Rhea and that combination, that threesome, you know, over the last, you know, since WrestleMania. Uh, and I don't know how much juice they can squeeze out of that feud anymore. Um, on the flip side, you know, there are not a lot of other wrestlers on the Raw roster in terms of the women um, who are at the level of any of those three. I mean, those three are head and shoulders above. Uh, in terms of booking, anyone else on the, the women's roster. So maybe you break up some tag teams. Uh, maybe you have Nia Jax and Shayna go their separate ways, and maybe they challenge Rhea. Uh, but, you know, Charlotte's always going to be a focus. So if she's not in the title scene, she's going to be a focus somewhere else. So she's got to have a strong feud. And they're just not, you know, when you look at Rhea and you look at Charlotte, you, you know, if they're not feuding with each other, they've both got to have very strong feuds. And it just doesn't feel like there's enough strength in that raw women's division for that to go around so what ends up happening is you pair them up again and i I just feel like 
you know, we've talked about the, the tweener role for Rhea. Creatively, it's not there for this entire feud. With the, like you brought up, Darrell, the Nikki Cross um, beat the clock challenges didn't really do anything for Nikki, even though they like to pretend that all of a sudden, you know, she's on this hot streak. Um, and so that, I don't know, that could lead to, to something, I guess, uh, in terms of, you know, maybe money in the bank or something like that. But yeah, they're... The, the Raw women's division is is top heavy. It's got Asuka, it's got Charlotte, it's got Rhea, but after that, it's it's a struggle. And you know, if it's not going to be Rhea and Charlotte in some form again, or Rhea and Asuka, I don't know who it's going to be. It's almost like you throw a dart at the dartboard and pick somebody. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. As our lives get more back to normal here in May of 2021, we want you to incorporate VIP benefits into your summer. And therefore, we're offering a sale for you to check out what VIP membership is all about. Go VIP for just $1.21. Go to pwtorch.com slash go VIP for full details on VIP membership. And on the sign-up form, enter coupon code MAY121. That's MAY121, and you'll get a full month of VIP membership for just $1.21. You can apply that $8.79 discount to a three-month or one-year sub also. pwtorch.com slash govip, coupon code MAY121. We'd love to have you as a VIP member. Check out what it's all about, and we hope we can earn your business forever. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yes, sir, but that's every division there. And I have to um, um, disagree with you on, on one thing. I understand that you say, well, it was deal by decent in-ring work. It was okay. It wasn't the best, but that's just like you going to a restaurant and just because you've been waiting there for an hour and just because they give you decent customer service, but your food come back and it's horrible. 
<laughs> you would never go back to that place again. You would never shop there again. You make fans who you already losing every week. Why am I watching this match? Then if the finish means nothing and you just gonna dirty the finish up. That's just another excuse that we continue to give them um, for putting on horrible products. Mm-hmm. Which would go to my last thing for you, which is, and it's not even about a match on the show. Where can you go? They can't build characters. You, the two brightest stars that you brought up in Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair, you uh, for four going on six months have done a horrible job with them. If you can't move and move the needle with any of those two who had natural charisma and a natural um, like feeling that, that drew connection. If you couldn't do that, and I know people love to scream and holler, well, let's see them bring up another baby face. They haven't built up a baby face in years, in, in almost a decade. I'm talking about building up where they deliberately build up that baby face. Every, every baby face that they did have, it came through the fans getting behind somebody who they felt like they was misusing. So where do you go? Because, yes, you got money in the bank on the 18th, and you got SummerSlam coming up. You can't continue to count on part-time people to um, help just boost up one show, and then they go away, and your stories never change. You just keep bringing It's like the definition of insanity. You keep doing the same thing and expecting the different results. If you keep bringing people in and they keep going in the same sorry system that with the same sorry creative that doesn't help anybody, where do you go? Mm-hmm. And that can be it for me. And, again, Greg, you do lamest work, man. You do a uh, job that, hey, you should be clapped for every time. Thank you, Darrell. <laughs> Appreciate it. And, uh, you know, it's, it's callers like you and, and everybody else who calls here on Wrestling Night in America post-pay-per-view shows that, that keep me chugging along. You know, I really appreciate the feedback that everybody gives and the discussions that we have. Uh, even when we disagree, you know, it's respectful and, and I can understand where you guys are coming from. So um, I do appreciate it. You know, to me, the way I look at it is it's kind of like a sports team, Right. So when you bring in these part-timers, the Brock Lesnar's, the John Cena's that are rumored for SummerSlam, the right thing to do, in my opinion, would be while you're featuring them in the main events, you're also working to put people over in the mid-card so that when your Cena's and your Lesnar's are gone, you have somebody ready to step into that void. Uh, With 50-50 booking, that's very tough to do. For WWE, um, and, and I equate it to, to sports franchises. Um, the Green Bay Packers, for example, uh, had Aaron Rodgers, and they drafted Jordan Love. So that in the event that Aaron Rodgers leaves, uh, ideally, if you're a Packer fan, retiring a Packer, um, and then Jordan Love very easily slips into the starting role uh, after being groomed for that role, um, although maybe different circumstances this year, um, you know, you're, you're ready to transition, and you don't lose anything going from one to the other. And that's kind of how I see WWE booking should be. When you have the older stars on top, or when you bring them back, that is your time to get people ready, because you know that you only have the Cena's and the Lesnar's for a short amount of time. And you know that when they're gone, 
you're going to need someone to step into that void. And so you have the opportunity, with as much content as WWE pushes out, to prepare someone to take over when they leave. And WWE has not done a very good job of that. And, you know, you can call up your Finn Balors, and you can call up your Adam Coles, and you can call up whoever you want from NXT and sprinkle them into the main roster. Maybe that's what they do in that post-SummerSlam draft. Maybe they lean a little more heavy on NXT call-ups than they have in the past just to give that uh, fresh blood to the main roster. But um, I don't have a lot of confidence in that because they, they haven't done that successfully over the last few years. That's why they've made so few stars. That's why um, they've had trouble, you know, even now going back to the live audiences, they're having trouble drawing and, and obviously having trouble drawing audiences to television. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of my take on it and how I think it should be operated. I'm sure... There are others who have different views of, of that sort of thing, but uh, I think that would make it very successful. And, uh, you know, the problem here, too, is not to get too off track. We've got some callers that I still want to get to. Um, you know, the problem is this is all blinded. All of these creative issues are blinded by Fox and the USA Network and NBC Universal throwing billions of dollars at WWE. And it, you know, if you're WWE and you're Vince McMahon and you're sitting on piles of money, you don't listen to those complaints. You know, you, you look at the ratings and you said, well, it was good enough to get us this deal. You look at creative, well, it was good enough to get us this deal. All these people complaining, they don't, uh, you know, it falls on deaf ears. Um, and, and so that's the sort of the frustrating thing is there's an incongruity there with the creative and the output versus the money they're making. Um, you know, you, we're seeing their ratings fall. We're seeing that a live attendance is is struggling in some areas, um, and, and we're the only place that is really super successful is selling their content, and and so they can sort of tune out all the criticism because in their mind the the ends justify the means. The the ends being the billions of dollars they're getting justify the creative that they're putting out and it's not great it's not great uh, anyway let's go back to the phone talk a little bit more, more about hell in a cell here tonight 623 and 802 are the last two phone calls i have so if you um want to get on the line you will get those two on the air here and then it'll be your turn um so if you're interested, 515-605-9345, press 1 to talk. Let's go to 623 first. 623, welcome to Wrestling Night in America. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, good evening, Greg. This is Brian calling from Phoenix, 30-year senior PW Tours VIP subscriber. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Brian. Thank you for calling in tonight, and thank you for being such a longtime VIP subscriber to The Torch. Uh, thank you, as always, Greg. Uh, you do great work. You said so many things tonight that I would really like to address, but I will hold off because I know there's other callers and it's getting late on the East Coast time. What I actually would like to talk well, I'm going to mention uh, briefly, you talked about this during your opening about the um, Thunderdome. Will I miss it? Um, you know, I'm looking forward to being, I'm looking forward to seeing live crowds again. There's a uh, SmackDown taping August the 20th here in Phoenix, which I will be going to. Um, but for what they did with Thunder, Thunderdome, and, you know, uh, they could have been planning it for months before it actually opened up. But for what they did with it and moving it to a couple different locations, um, you have to give WWE uh, props for that. Mm -hmm. 
So that's what I will leave it at the uh, award-winning and critically acclaimed <laughs> Thunderdome. Yeah, don't don't forget to add those qualifiers to it too. Look, I mean, we like to make fun of the Thunderdome, and you know the, the we're we're all happy that WWE is going back in front of fans. And but I think you're right. I, I think there is a certain um, there's a certain technological advancement with the Thunderdome. There's a, there's a certain creativity that went into making the Thunderdome what it was and trying to make the best out of a bad situation. So I think you're right. You know, we can joke about the Thunderdome and we will uh, in perpetuity, no doubt. Uh, but I think it is a credit to WWE that they did what they could under the circumstances to make it less of an empty building feeling. And that was, and that's the big thing about it, Greg, because, you know, I don't go back, honestly, and watch a, a lot of wrestling once I watched it the first time. But you go back to the WrestleMania where it was dead silence. And it's funny, uh, way back in the day, my dad, uh, when we first used to take us to wrestling shows in uh, early, my brother and I, in the mid-'80s, about how the rings were mic so bad, bad mm-hmm. for house shows. One slam, and it sounded like, you know, like a thunder, a clap of thunder, <laughs> where, you know, during the, so during the WrestleMania, when it was like the empty show WrestleMania, just, the, you know, the, the silence was almost deafening. You know, you could hear, you know, you could hear like some calls, but just hearing the way the ring sound, it was just was something else. So, um, again, um, uh, a clap for the Thunderdome. Yes, I agree. <laughs> okay, so what I would like to talk about is um, the kickoff show. And when I call Greg, I'll try to always call and talk a little bit about the kickoff show because it doesn't get a lot of love. You know, in, in a big picture world, you know, I know a lot of people talk bad about it or they were, on, they were on the kickoff show, but the kickoff show does serve a purpose. You know, as people are filing in, when they have people filing in, there's something going on and it kind of gets, gets the crowd revved up. And then the first match, you know, we can talk about that another time about how that's getting the crowd revved up as well. But, again, I want to um, talk about Natalia versus Mandy Rose. And uh, Natty won. Rose kept up with um, Natalia pretty well. And, you know, um, Natty being the veteran person that she is, and I'll still say she's top five WWE women, or I'll say all women wrestlers, actually, of all time for the amount of work that she's done uh, both in the ring and then behind the scenes helping out all these new, these new women, and probably men wrestlers too, I should say, not just the women wrestlers. So my question for you is who do you think what team would be next for Natalia and Tamina? Not to say that it couldn't be um, – Manny Rose and um, um, Dana Brooke could be next as a tag team. But who would you see next um, for those two, uh, for Natalia and Tamina, for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championship? Yeah, I, I mean, you're right. It could be Mandy and Dana. But if it would be, I, I can't imagine why they would put Natty over uh, Mandy here tonight. Um, it, it's so hard to say because there are so few full-time tag teams in, in WWE. And this is kind of where... You know, NXT has some some really intriguing women's tag teams, and you'd, you'd kind of like to see them be brought up maybe and put in that spot. Or, you know, do you look at some of the spare parts in the women's division on Raw or SmackDown and, and see if they could be put together into something? I don't know. Um, but there doesn't really seem to be a real clear picture on the main roster of anyone. You know, Ruby Riot's gone, so you keep cross out Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. Um, 
both Billy Kay and Peyton Royce are gone, so anyone that they would have grabbed as partners is gone. Um, Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax seem to be out of the title picture for now with the Alexa Bliss stuff going on, and I don't see them jumping right back into it anytime soon. So it, it's really tough to say, Brian. I mean, do you see any anybody out there? I don't have the roster handy, but um, do you see anybody out there who, who could be... We, we won't need a match for Money in the Bank because so many of the women will be tied up in that match, but you know, maybe for TV going forward, they might want to, uh, to start a feud. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Wrestling fans, are you that person that works in a pro wrestling reference to every aspect of your life? Well, we're those kind of people too, but we do so with mixed martial arts. I'm Robert Vallejos, host of MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans, every Monday on PW Torch's Daily Cast lineup. Not only do we cover every UFC and Bellator event, we provide context that only a wrestling fan would really understand. I mean, we're the type of people that if you ask us about how much of a mess the middleweight title situation is, we're likely to reference WCW in the early 90s. Think of us as a podcast for casual MMA fans done by hardcore wrestling nerds. And you can find us by searching PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or any popular podcast app. And we're always available on demand at PWTorchDailyCast.com where you can check out the entire lineup of the PW Torch Daily Casts. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Yeah, you know, and I was trying to think of it as my uh, thinking about it myself, Greg. As you were talking, also when I when I uh, put the question, I thought about the question. Um, you did mention um, um, Liv Morgan. I mean, they could team her up with uh, Naomi, but they're different brands, so that would be the, the issue with that. So, um, Greg, the only other uh, really question, and I'll, I'll go ahead and let you go and let the other callers go on, and I um, hope you have a great night. Is that this is not a hell in a cell, but question or statement, but more about Raw tomorrow. I'm looking forward to see how they progress the Eva Marie storyline. My understanding is uh, Piper Niven name might be Dewdrop, Dewdrop. So we'll see what happens with that. But I would like to see Eva Marie bring in some, like maybe one or two more women, maybe three have three women, mm-hmm. uh, as being a manager. And you know she's still claiming wins. While there's your another tag team right there that uh, bring two women in to tag either one with Dewdrop or maybe two, two other people. And then have Dewdrop as being like a singles wrestler, and her still could talk about I'm, you know, 20 and 0 undefeated after her charges of beating people. Yeah. So Greg, like I said, I will uh, go ahead and let you go. I hope you have a really good night, and um, tell the callers have a really good night as well. And go VIP. Thanks a lot, Greg, as always. Uh, thank you, Brian. I uh, really appreciate it. PWTorch.com/slash/go/vip if you want to be a VIP, VIP member like Brian. So uh, Eva Marie is someone that I could see with Piper Niven. Uh, being in the tag team uh, scene, tag team title scene. And I know Brian mentioned possibly a stable of wrestlers being managed by Eva Marie. I see it more as Eva and and Piper Niven together. And, you know, Piper does all the dirty work. Eva gets the pin maybe. Um, And they could be perhaps next in line for Natalia and Tamina. Um, I think that's something that's really intriguing. And I think it's, to be honest with you, I, I think it's the best use of Eva Marie. I just don't see her... I don't know. I don't see her as the draw. Some people do. Um, I see her getting the heat the way she did last week on Raw. I think that's um, that's the way to go. Uh, you know, just now pulling up WWE's roster to see um, who I could see possibly doing a, a tag title challenge. You got Naomi on the Raw brand. She's really the only one. You know, do you do Naomi and Asuka if? Um, if Oscar's out of the title picture for good, if they're going to continue going, maybe Rhea and Charlotte, um, maybe Naomi and Nikki Cross. Uh, Naomi stands out as someone who who deserves an opportunity and um, is not affiliated with anyone else, uh, either in a feud or a tag team right now. So um, that would make sense to me to do something with her. Um, and I think it all depends on how it shakes out with Charlotte. If, if Charlotte's done, with the title picture after tonight, which it doesn't seem like it, you know, she could uh, end up in that scene. Although they did just do Charlotte versus uh, Charlotte and Asuka as tag champs, so that wouldn't feel all that new. On the SmackDown side, you know, Carmella is there. She stands out as someone who's been getting a push, even though she isn't in the title scene. So that could mean she's headed for the title scene, or maybe they put her with someone. Um, you know, I look at at Reckoning, Mia Yim who is on the SmackDown roster, although she's yet to debut. I know they've had a few false starts with her. But having Mia Yim be the muscle for Carmella as a tag team, I think would be really interesting too. So, again, very slim pickings when it comes to um, the women's tag team challengers to, to, to Natalia and Tamina, unless they dig up someone from, uh, from NXT. Uh, let's move on now to the 802 area code. 802, you're on Wrestling Night in America. Please state your name and where you're calling from. Hey, Greg, it's Nick from Brattleboro, Vermont. How are you tonight? I'm doing well, Nick. 
good to hear from you again. Uh, what's on your mind tonight about Hell in a Cell? Well, I, I, I think I'm with you. I mean, it was like I thought so much of the in-ring action was great, and it was just spoiled by the, the, by the, by the finishes. I mean, they just, it's WWE has for the last, you're right, four or five years has gotten into this thing where they don't want anybody to lose. I mean, it's just people can lose. I mean, <laughs> the Giants, the New York Giants have lost for the last 15 years, but they still have four Super Bowls. You know, yeah. I mean, people can lose. It's just, you know, I just, it, it drives me nuts. But, like, one of the things, I and this is fantasy booking, and I know that Becky Lynch is probably going to end up on SmackDown because Seth's there and stuff like that. But what I would have loved to have seen was, like, Charlotte, um, well, the whole thing is if they're, if they're going to have Rhea Ripley be a heel, which I think she is, I just, I, I think Vince does not see her as a baby face. The black lips, mm-hmm. the, the, you know, punk, you know, attitude, all the tattoos, all this sort of stuff is that, you know, you know, having Becky Lynch come down and going, that's my title, <laughs> mm-hmm. and I want it back at, you know, whether it's at SummerSlam or down the road. But if they wanted to make Rhea a babyface, they should have had Charlotte win tonight. And then for the next six or seven weeks, have some jobber come in. Or even you know a, a load you know a performance center person come in, have Rhea beat them quickly and it can be brutally, and she stands up and she gives a promo in the ring. Charlotte, that's one I've beaten. I want you. Charlotte, that's two I've beaten. I want you. Mm-hmm. Charlotte, that's three I've beaten. I want you. And so then you build up this dynamic where you've got the earnest wrestler wanting the championship, the heel champion denying them, and they're just sitting there standing over their defeated foes, and people will just, I think, go nuts for that. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, it's just what they're doing is, is, and so much of the problem is, is they have no depth in the division. They have no one. They have no secondary women's action at mm-hmm. all. So that it's only at the top, and so you have to have Rhea and Charlotte constantly fighting each other. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that was the problem we talked about earlier, as far as the depth and it being a, a very top-heavy roster in terms of the women on Raw. And you know, I, I don't know where Becky Lynch is going to go. I, I like you. I would assume SmackDown, especially if they, you know, they're back touring and things like that. I, I wonder right. if I wonder if Becky will ever come back full time. I, I feel like she's just going to be a special attraction from here on out. Maybe come in for a month or two, a uh, couple shots and things like that. But I don't, I don't yeah, see her I don't, being. Yeah, and I wouldn't blame her. Yeah, yeah. I just don't see her being a full time wrestler at this point in her life. Um, but yeah, the, well, she's got a one year old kid. Right, right. The the Flair Rhea stuff. It's kind of like WWE just overthinking things. Like, like there's a simple way to get from A to B, but they have to justify having all these writers and wanting to be Hollywood and wanting to be creative, and it's the same complaints we've had for the last 20 years. You know, 
anything that's, you know, you look at AEW. And AEW does storylines that were ripped off from the 70s and 80s, you know. But they, they work. Yeah. <laughs> they work. They're very clear. They're very straightforward. And they work. And WWE is, you know, they see that as wrestling. They, they see that as old-fashioned. That's not what they want to be, and that's not how they want to tell their stories. So, you know, that's the frustration as a fan is there's, there's easy ways to do this that have historically worked in this business before, and WWE is purposely avoiding them because they don't want to draw comparisons to that those past eras and it, it just mm-hmm. makes it, things so much more difficult yeah I'll throw an old name at you Tony Gurria all he was there for was to win a few matches once in a while and then get beaten by the the top the top heels mm-hmm. I mean that was his purpose in life mm-hmm. you know and you know, I mean, and it, you know, and he was like, you want to talk about, he was so vanilla, it was ridiculous, but that was his function, you know, and it's, you know, I look at, I mean, I think one of the greatest things in the world, and I thought Bianca did better tonight, she still got some issues, that last comment she made is, I'll never forget, forgive her for that, for what, for trying to beat you? I, anyway, um, <laughs> but the fact that she had Bailey to fight, while they kept Sasha away from her, is huge. Yeah. And they just don't have that on Raw. I don't know, you know, the whole Oscar. I mean, it just, it's just, it wasn't clean. And, 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 you know, and I think that's really the problem with Drew and Lashley. There's no one, they haven't developed anyone. Mm-hmm. And they, you can't, don't roll out the, oh, oh, well, Keith Lee threw them for a loop. Well, it's been six months since Keith Lee has been on television. Can't, can't use that anymore. I mean, you know, take, they should have taken Dijak out of retribution and not had him come back as T-Bar and had him be Dijak, and he could have come in and been, been someone that, that could have faced Lashley legitimately. Mm-hmm. Um, and don't get me started on Aleister Black, but I mean, you know, it's just, um, you know, I mean, because, I mean, again, just to use the AEW thing is, here they have Miro beat Uno. Who cares? But it just, it keeps uh, Miro strong leading up to his next big bout. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jungle Boy. I mean, you know, it's just they they had the Darby lose the other night. Mm-hmm. It's okay for someone to lose. Right. You know, and especially baby faces because it makes us want to root for them more. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I'm sorry I'm ranting. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. That's what we're here for on it pay-per-view just, nights. It just, it's, I mean, because I want, I mean, listen, I've been watching wrestling since the late 60s in New York City on Channel 47, which was the Spanish channel. (laughs) And they would have the lie, they would have the English version WWE syndicated show on the Spanish channel. So all the commercials were in Spanish, but the show was in. And, you know, Bruno San Martino would come on once in a while and you have Chief J. Strongbow and and uh, Professor Tanaka and, and 
And then I watched up through the 90s and the Attitude Era, and then I kind of got out of it for about 10 years. And then I got back in, and it's been so frustrating to me because it's it's not that hard. It's, yeah. You know, I mean, I, I don't if, know. It's just the, not the, that hard. The term, I, don't, I don't understand. The term reinventing the wheel comes to mind. And... Um, as a teacher, it's drilled into our head. Don't reinvent the wheel. You know, don't you don't have to go above and beyond. Don't do too much. Don't put too much on your plate. Don't try to do too much if things are already done for you, right? And so WWE has the roadmap. They've been doing this. They've been in this business for decades. Like, they, they know how it's, especially Vince McMahon. And they're constantly trying to reinvent the wheel when they don't need to. And... That's what's causing shows like this, finishes that we saw on this show, um, and and the speculation about where to go just because they've failed to build any stars over the last few months and years. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We're now on Patreon. By popular demand, you can now support us directly through Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We have three tiers, including an entry-level tier one that takes the ads and plugs away. You can have the VIP versions of the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast, Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast. That's 14 podcasts per week, but with the ads and plugs edited out, plus you get the VIP after shows. Don't be left out anymore from those for just $4.99 at patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. We also have a second tier and a third tier where you can upgrade to get other VIP content, including other VIP podcasts and the PW Torch newsletter, the current ones and 20 years ago version. So go check it out, patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. Yeah, it's almost like they're trying to teach us Stephen Hawking's when they should just say sun, moon, stars and just mm. be done with it. <laughs> yeah. You know, but um, anyway, I'll let you go. Um, I just needed, I needed to rant after tonight. As I said, <laughs> the wrestling was actually quite good. I yeah. just, the finishes were just very frustrating. Yeah, no problem. That's what we're here for, Nick. Uh, appreciate you calling in and hope to hear from you again soon. All right. Thank you. Yep. All right, we've got a couple email questions we'll get to, and then we'll wrap things up from there. Uh, the first is about last week's takeover, and this is from Zach in Texas. He says, Greg, for me, 
If I had been intending to watch this event, I would have had second thoughts after Triple H's disastrous media call last Thursday. It was arguably the worst media call he's ever done. The point of those calls is to build interest in the upcoming show, but Hunter instead managed to alienate virtually the entire audience with his problematic take on women's wrestling and flippant response to a question about NXT call-ups. He said WWE's already done an all-women's pay-per-view, with the implication being, isn't that good enough, and then went privileged white male by musing about why it's okay for a women's event but not an all-men's event. He insulted the talent of female wrestlers who don't work for WWE and then had the nerve to try and put over the way WWE uses women in the same week as that abysmal Shayna Baszler segment from Raw. In response to being asked about NXT call-ups being ruined on the main roster, he said in part, if you don't like it, don't watch, and then ranted about fans being too caught up in what happens to their favorite NXT wrestlers when they move to Raw or SmackDown. He all but told the audience not to invest in anyone. How is any of that supposed to make people want to watch TakeOver? I guess it doesn't really matter since they get paid whether anyone watches or not. And so, yes, this is this is a, a great example of what I was talking about earlier, about how as long as companies are willing to throw billions of dollars at WWE, they can have that attitude that what we're doing is right, what we're doing is working, because we're making a lot of money. Um, and, and, you know, to a certain extent, that's true. Uh, but it's also, you know, in, in the macro sense, yes, it's true. In the micro sense, no, it's not. I mean, by any uh, objective uh, measurement, Raw is is not a good show, um, even though people continue to watch and, and report on it and things like that, such as us here at The Torch, um, because that's our jobs. <laughs> it, it's uh, that, that Triple H call was certainly noteworthy uh, for a lot of reasons uh, and a lot of not so good reasons, although it did get uh, some uh, women wrestlers on Twitter to kind of throw their support behind uh, other women's wrestlers outside of WWE and other companies. I'm not sure that was his goal, but that's uh, what ended up happening. And uh, of course, Mickey James doing an all women's NWA pay-per-view later in the summer too. So that was uh, a good sort of roundabout plug for that event and allowed them to make some noise about that. Um, but yeah, it, you know, Triple H is usually pretty good on those calls. I think that was one that, you know, nobody's perfect, I guess, is the excuse I would use. But um, he's probably not going to want to make that mistake again. And really, it's a glimpse into how people in power in WWE see the fans. And there's not really any comparable genre of entertainment that has such contempt for its most ardent fans than WWE has. And we've seen that manifest itself over the years in many different ways. Um, you know, whether it's the booking of, of Daniel Bryan or, or other fan favorites or, you know, Triple H's attitude on, on calls like this or wrestlers engaging with fans on Twitter um, or engaging with other wrestlers on Twitter. Um, you know, it's, it's pretty astounding, um, actually, how how that's happened. But yeah, that uh, luckily takeover was good enough to where, <laughs> and, and Triple H did a good enough post show call where uh, that was forgotten by the end of the week. I think by most people, that uh, that that call. Um, the next email is from Chris from Reading, Pennsylvania, and he says, "What sort of program do you think AEW should put Andrade in?" I would prefer he go for the gold against Kenny. 
Yeah, there's always that argument that's going to be talent from WWE that were seen as maybe not failures, but did not reach the the heights that people expected them to. And they sort of have that stench on them that they need to be rebuilt sort of in AEW's vision uh, before they're thrust into the main events. You know, that was always the thing with Impact. You know, they would get WWE and WCW guys, um, but they would throw them right into the title picture, even if they were not in that role in the other companies. And it would just make Impact feel small. I think AEW is smart not to do that. I know there was fear when Christian debuted and immediately interacted with Kenny Omega that, oh boy, here we go, he's going to be feuding with Omega first. And that didn't come to fruition. Andrade's a little different. He's not the, um, the same age as Christian. He's got more mileage left. He has the potential to be a bigger star in AEW than Christian does, I think. So it is not exactly an apples-to-apples comparison, but I I get the hesitation of not wanting to take someone who didn't have a ton of success in WWE and put them right in the main title picture. Um, Kenny's got a lot of stuff going on. AEW seems to be booking long-term, more so than WWE does. So just because, you know, someone at the level of Andrade falls into their lap doesn't mean they should upend months of booking in order to to do that. There's going to be time for Andrade to feud with Kenny Omega or whoever is AEW champion. It looks like Andrade's coming in as a heel. Kenny Omega's a heel, so that wouldn't really fit. Uh, You'd have to wait till a babyface was champion. And I think whenever that time comes, having that babyface challenge Andrade as one of his first challenges would be fine because by that point, Andrade will be firmly entrenched as an AEW wrestler. He will have had the opportunity to get over as an AEW talent, not just someone who you know came from WWE and was underutilized there. And I think that's important. And I think that's important for AEW's branding that the guys that they bring in are seen as stars, not just from elsewhere, but with AEW. All right, folks, um, that's going to wrap it up here for tonight on our post Hell in a Cell pay-per-view a discussion on Wrestling Night in America. We'll be back 8 p.m. Eastern next Sunday night with a member of the Torch family to talk about the upcoming big shows in pro wrestling. We'll make sure to uh, have our little introductory talk about Money in the Bank. We'll talk about Raw and SmackDown from this past week and the fallout from Hell in a Cell. We'll talk about AEW's big show that they've got coming up with uh, Kenny Omega versus Jungle Boy. That's next Saturday night as well. So that'll be the, the night before Wrestling Night in America. So we'll likely spend some time talking about that match as well as others too. So again, I'll plug my Twitter at Greg M Parks is where you can find me. If you're not a member of the PW Torch family, pwtorch.com slash go VIP is where you can find uh, a lot of uh, deals and, and a lot of the things that we offer on the torch uh, that you can get as part of a VIP membership. Read testimonials there if you're still not sold on the idea. Uh, once again, I am pro wrestling torch columnist Greg Parks, and we'll talk to you next Sunday because if it's Sunday, it's wrestling night in America. Have you subscribed to the PW Torch Daily Cast yet? It's a free daily podcast with shows throughout the week dedicated to Ring of Honor, All Elite Wrestling, Impact Wrestling, Major League Wrestling, NXT, and MMA Talk for Pro Wrestling Fans. That's Monday through Friday. And on Saturdays, check out the Deep Dive with Rich Fan, where he examines a 
single topic in depth. And then Sunday nights, it's Wrestling Night in America with Greg Parks. You can listen live or download the show later at pwtorchdailycast.com. Just click on the live stream link. He takes your calls talking about wrestling's biggest events, either ones that just took place or previewing shows that are right around the corner. And on Sundays when WWE runs pay-per-views, he's live right after the pay-per-view at pwtorchdailycast.com, reviewing the show and taking your calls. That's the PW Torch Dailycast lineup. Just search PW Torch in Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your wrestling podcasts or visit our homepage to download or stream the shows or find out more information, pwtorchdailycast.com. One of the really cool parts of being a VIP member is getting to relive history through the pages of the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter back issues. We have Pro Wrestling Torch newsletters dating back to the late 1980s. We put a new back issue up from 20 years ago that week. And so when you go VIP, you instantly have access to over 1,500 back issues and a new PDF, along with an all-text version, if it's easier for you to read that on your phone, uh, goes up every weekend. And the latest issues include a cover story from the June 10th, 2000 issue on Goldberg's return to WCW and whether he's a solution to what was ailing WCW at the time. Also, my column titled Vince Russo is from Outer Space and Bruce Mitchell's column, still timely today, unfortunately, of racist gimmicks and poverty pimps was the title. That's issue number 606. The week before that, issue number 605 from June 3rd features a cover story that talks about how there could be a shakeup in the wrestling industry with WCW for sale and ECW having an uncertain future. And also a Bruce Mitchell column spoofing Vince Russo titled, How I Became World Champion. If we go back another week to the May 27th, 2000 issue, it had detailed coverage of the Judgment Day 2000 pay-per-view, including my review and staff roundtable reviews of the Rock Triple H 60-minute Iron Man match, and also the final installment of the Lance Storm Torch Talk with his thoughts on various ECW colleagues. The week before that, the May 20th, 2000 issue, issue number 603, features a cover story on Ric Flair's collapse in the ring during Nitro, part three of the Landstorm Torch Talk, with his explanation for why he decided to quit ECW, our coverage of ECW Hardcore Heaven, the pay-per-view, and more. And then the week before that, the May 13th issue, features a cover story on the changing TV landscape in pro wrestling, with the WWF moving from USA to TNN, and a potential shift of ECW, also a cover sidebar story on the death of an ECW fan after a hotel party and WCW Slamboree coverage. And the week before that, our coverage from the May 6th issue, number 601, of David Arquette winning the WCW title. My EndNotes editorial examining Vince Russo's controversial decision and flippant comments about title belts. Our coverage of WWE Backlash 2000 
and more. I could keep going on, but that gives you an idea of what you're missing out on by not being a VIP member. Imagine settling in on the weekend and uh, kicking back and reading wrestling history, not through the lens of WWE filtering it to their benefit, not through people looking back on it through today's lens, but what was said at the time, the week it happened, by some of the voices that you are familiar with here on the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Podcast and PW Torch Daily Casts. So go VIP and relive professional wrestling through the way the Torch covered it in real time with contemporaneous coverage of Pro Wrestling's biggest events, biggest news stories, biggest personalities. I think you'll have a blast. It alone is worth the membership price for so many of our members. Check out details on everything else that comes with the VIP membership, including daily podcasts that are VIP exclusive and shows like this with the ads and plugs removed. Go to pwtorch.com slash govip for full details. That's pwtorch.com slash govip. Prices are as low as $8.25 a month on average if you subscribe for a year or check us out for a month for $9.99. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 